Welcome to the LED Project Podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger. This is episode 141, and I'm super thrilled to be joined by Esther Brunat. Esther, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so good. I was so glad because we, we kind of connected through the, the Teachers Reboot Conference. Yes. I was just so entertained and enlightened by your session on pettiness that I was like, oh man, I got to I got to have her on. So it was super fun. And, and the funny thing is you, you went on your Instagram to get, uh, to ask people like what they wanted me to ask you about. And you really? only got, you only got one response. So, so what was that, that one question that somebody wanted to ask you? Okay. The one question somebody wanted to ask, which is I totally ironic, like, cause people are always talking to me, but then like, I'd be like, yeah, so tell me what you guys want to know. And then I like, get totally hit or miss. But let me tell you, when I asked about Trader Joe's things, people were on it. They were like, I have like 50 responses about what I should buy at Trader Joe's. But, <laughs> but I got one question, and the question was uh, how to connect with kids who are disinterested. Um, and you know what? That's not the first time I've been asked that question. Um, and not to toot my own horn, but like I like – I look at that kid like a challenge and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to figure you out. Like you stay in that little corner, but I'm going to find you. <laughs> um, so like, I'll go figure out like what makes them tick, you know, and I'll tell a cheesy joke, like just to them while they're like doing their work, just to like, I just got to get a smile. Like I, that's, that's right. going to be like my one mission. Like if I can get right. you a smile, then I just feel like I've won. So I have some kids that are like, I, because I think it's different from being disinterested in like the subject because my kids, I mean, who likes math? That's like not a thing. <laughs> but, I, but as opposed to being disinterested at, in being involved in the class as a whole, like those right. are two things to me. So right. I usually get a kid to be at least interested in being in class and socializing at least just with me maybe if that's the case um but yeah that's my tactic i'll go find them at some inopportune time when they least expect it and try to get them to smile <laughs> a little bit of public embarrassment like just the, the right if it's the rightly if it's rightly done you could totally yeah. do it yeah right. I remember one time one of my former students, this is when I was teaching, I was teaching sixth grade and she was, had moved on to seventh grade, which is a different campus. And she was one of the shyest students I had and they came back, she was in choir and they came back and they were like doing some Christmas thing for the, for the, at our school. And I was just like, Stephanie, Stephanie is me. <laughs> and she just like, was like, just totally. So I, so I feel like in there, what age group do you teach? I teach high school math. Oh, what so class? Grade, algebra one, mostly ninth graders and 10th graders, probably about an nice. even mix between the both. Nice, nice. So have, have you always taught high school? Is that kind of your bread and um, butter? For the most part, yes. My first year of teaching, okay, so I did all my, my field experience in middle school. Mm -hmm. um, I student taught in an eighth grade classroom. Um, and... When my teacher, when my, my, uh, my, my, what do you call those people? My professor, there we go, came to observe me. I think this, like my 50 hours, like the one that you do before you do student teaching. Right. 
she looked me in the eye, like the class was a hot mess. And she like looked me in the eye. She's like, you need to teach high school. <laughs> like she just. Yeah, just. <laughs> she's like, and I thought I wanted to teach middle school. So then my first year of teaching, I taught overseas my first three years of teaching in Panama City, Panama. Wow. At a tiny Christian school. And I taught seventh and eighth grade um, pre-algebra my first year. And all I did was complain to my assistant principal, get me out of middle school. <laughs> this one class. <laughs> like all the rest of my classes were high school classes because it was such a small school. So I was like the math teacher. Oh, um, okay. Right. So I had one period of middle school my first year of teaching and that was it. How was, how was Panama? I guess it's not like, I mean, I know it's down there in Central America, but it's not like one of the Central American countries that gets talked about a lot. It doesn't, but it really should. Like you almost, so if you've spent any time in Miami, like Panama is like being in Miami because everybody speaks Spanish <laughs> and English. Like there's a lot of culture, but the city part of, of Panama is like really like, like first world, um, like skyscrapers, resort, um, you know, like a, a boardwalk where people are like biking and there's five K's around every corner, like on the weekends, like it's, so, <laughs> there's a coffee shop everywhere. So it's a really, I loved it. I love my, the students I had those first three years, still keep in contact with me. Um, I'm going to a wedding this summer of one of them. Like, wow. yeah, it's, I mean, it was, it was like the, like my glory days. I say, I say that to people all the time. <laughs> like it was, right. It was so cool. It was the best experience ever. <clears throat> Are you, were you born and raised in Florida? I was born in Massachusetts. I was raised in Florida. We moved here probably when I was three years old. No. So I'm Floridian. Don't, You're, don't bring me to the cold. Like I've been to visit my family in Massachusetts a few times in the winter. And if I don't have to, I won't. <laughs> you're not, you're not going up to do Christmas in Massachusetts. You know, next year, my cousins are talking about it and I'm really trying to stir us away from this plan. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For so, sure. So, so your, your session at Reboot was so like funny and engaging but to the point like i when i look back on what you call things that were petty like i did all kinds of petty things <laughs> so can you explain a little bit uh for people that might not have seen that session like what it was about and, and why you think being petty as you say petty on purpose is important <laughs> okay so um Basically, like my whole session is how you can use humor in the classroom to your advantage. Um, and it's about like how humor is totally a classroom management tool, but that's like it's hard to teach. It's how do you like write a textbook <laughs> on using, right. you know, you, like it's like impossible, not impossible, but it's unheard of, I should say. Um, but so many people are doing this, you know, using your personality to connect with your students. And um, so I basically had a session where 
I explain some of the stuff that I do in my classroom to diffuse um, behavior sometimes. So if a kid's having an off day, some things that I say to them, like who peed in your Cheerios, because you can't not laugh at something like that. You just can't. (laughs) Instant, like instant reaction. so there, there were situation diffusers like that, things to say to kids who um, might, you know, make an off-color comment or something like that. And then there was, um, like, how to stop things from happening, um, being petty on purpose, how to stop things from happening that happen all the time in the classroom, like, and make yourself laugh and the kids laugh about it. So I would talk about, like, my petty passes, like, my kids would come back from the bathroom and the pass would be wet. Or it, would be, or it would get lost. So then I just made a huge B, and I was like, this is your bathroom pass from now on. Like, you have to carry this around. And they hated it, but they also love right. it. <laughs> right. right. So, so to your point on humor, mm-hmm. like, do you think it's just that some people are, are more naturally in tune with humor because i think we both met people that just like no matter how hard they try they just don't quite get it or they're not funny right (laughs) but maybe coming into that what what part does humor play in your like overall personality because i think that's maybe like a little bit more of the point is that you have to be authentic to to who you are yes and like if i said some of the things that you say like it probably would come off way different and would have a different connotation. I would completely agree with that because sometimes that might not come naturally to you. Like the way something might be said, like I could totally get away with a thousand things that somebody else might not. And as opposed to the opposite, somebody else would say some stuff. And if I tried to say that it would like not come off really good, at, <laughs> really good at all. And that's part of your personality and knowing who you are and who your kids are also, you know, right. And to play off of that because the culture in every classroom is unique, you know, no matter what, like the vibe between the teachers and the students uh, is always going to be different. Right. So, you know, maybe a more concrete thing that we could talk about is how you, besides just using humor, what are the ways do you really, engage with students and build that relationship because you know like the the thing is humor works when you have a relationship with somebody but you can't just walk up to a random person and like say a joke i mean because i've i've found that the best humor is that stuff that's got a just like a little bit of innuendo in it there's like that little bit of hidden like we know this and nobody else does right exactly there's like a little inside thing here you know um Repeat the question one more time. I lost it. I had a train of thought and then it just left. So, so basically, you, using humor and other texts, you know, what are the texts you use to really get to know your students and, and to get them to open up back to you? Okay, so um, I, this year for the first time, I started writing goals with my kids. So at the beginning of the school year, we wrote some goals. And I like to write goals. Um, and I guess I just took it for granted that like you, people just don't know how to write goals. And of course I learned how to write goals. I don't know when, but probably some class in college, but like kids don't know how to write goals. Like, and I'll be like, okay, what do you want to do better? And they'll be like, I want to get better grades. Okay. But put some like strategy behind that for me, please. 
How are you going to do that? You know, I want to be better at basketball. How are you going to be better at basketball? What does that mean? Does that just poof into the thin air? One of my kids today. <laughs> so I had them write goals at the beginning of the school year. And then today also um, at the beginning of the new year, because it's the first time that I said this. And one of my kids wrote down on their paper, um, I, wanna, I want to clear my skin of acne. And I said, listen, if that was a valid goal, everyone would have clear skin. Like, you can't say that. You've got to, like, what are you going to? And he was like, okay, I'll drink more water. And I was like, there you go. Like, that's better. Practical, there's a practical step behind that. So we started writing goals this year. Um, at the end of every quarter, I give them an end of quarter survey. I just started that this year also. Um, so I'll just ask them like a few random questions. So I'll make them, uh, rate the last quarter, like out of five stars, like how do they feel, <clears throat> you know, and they'll give, you know, five or four or three or two, whatever they feel. And then I ask, um, this time I asked, tell me your favorite thing to do over winter break. Um, and then I always ask, what is something that we've done in class that's helped you learn? What is something um, that you don't like about class? Um, everybody said that I make them put their cell phones away because um, <laughs> they hate that. And then um, what's your favorite part about class? So some just some really generic questions about that. And they type a sentence or two. It takes them three minutes, literally. That was the average time it told me. So I mean, the kids, it's just a way for kids to feel like seen and heard, you know? Right. Um, so I did that my first couple of years, like, especially when I was in Panama, um, I went to so many games like soccer games, basketball games, like all of it. Um, I've been to quite a few, I went to a few football games this year for the first time. This is my fourth year at my school. This is the first time that I was, this year was the first year that I went to football games. I went to basketball games last year. Um, <clears throat> And some baseball games like a year before that. Because usually like because I have 125 students, it's a lot of kids now. Mm -hmm. So if a kid like goes out of their way to like say, hey, Ms. Brown, I have a game, like you should come, then I'll try to I'll try my best to like work it into my schedule. Um, that's a game changer, like pun intended. The the kids are, I mean, they're like, whoa, you took time out of your like totally different. Um uh, what else do I do to, um, I, that thing that you said about like the insider thing, like, like that jokes have to have like some kind of inside. So if I know something about a kid, like I'll try to make sure I follow up about that thing with them. So, um, one of my kids works at, you know, Publix around the corner. So I'll try to go find him if I'm at my Publix, you know, um, <clears throat> or if I know that they work somewhere that I, that I frequent, then I'll try to like see if I can find them when I'm on my way there um or you know just asking them when they when they're next to me asking me for help on a question I'll be like yo so how was that game or how was work did you get that job you were looking for you know it's just like it's a lot of intentional but try try not to overthink it but also being like really intentional about me and that kid have, I, I know that one little thing about that kid, how can I uh, have more conversations about them about it? Because just that one little question or just that one little mention, like, will 
I mean, I think it just makes them feel seen and feel heard. So, yeah, you know, and the crazy thing was, and I've told this story a few times on the podcast, like when I was in college, like my professors really almost preached that you keep distance from your kids. Yes. Like there, there should be this, I'm a teacher here and you're a student down here kind of vibe, but for one, for me, that didn't work because I, the relationship with the kids and having fun like that was my favorite part of the job. Mm-hmm. And secondly, and, and it seems like maybe it's just that I'm getting older, but it seems like the kids more and more are like craving connection and like you're not getting anything done without it. Yeah, I would completely wholeheartedly agree with that. Like without question. It seems like that's the barrier that you have to cross before you can ever get into any curriculum almost <clears throat> but do you think do you th- so we know this we know this as teachers i think we intrinsically know this so why are we being told like that content is so important and when, when you can't when you like realize you have to jump that barrier first right. you know i don't know i just saw a tweet that said like two people affirming this that were like, I don't remember, uh, and these were educators, um, that said, uh, I don't remember a single lesson I was taught K through 12, but you want to know what I remember? My teachers, you know, like the personalities right. that, were, that were given. And, and then the other thing is, I tell this story all the time. Um, we, th- the one time I can remember being taught a little bit about relationship was in my classroom management class. And granted, my professor, she was also the, the math professor, so I knew her pretty well. And it was her first time teaching um, uh, whatever it's called, classroom management. And I think it might have been the only time she taught it, too. And uh, she, there was a book called The Caring Teacher. And uh, she was like, there's uh, like two schools of thought, you know, about caring. Like, do you think caring is a valid classroom management tip or whatever, or, or strategy. And I remember this one guy in the back was like adamant, like absolutely not. There's no way you're ever going to convince me that caring is a valid way. <laughs> like he was really, but I was like, I'm, I'm curious. Like I wasn't going to say anything because I was just curious as to where she was going with this. And she was like, okay, so, um, so then she goes, can think about your favorite teacher in your head. So everybody thinks about their favorite teacher. And then she made, you know, took stories. Why is this your favorite teacher? Why is this your favorite teacher? Why is this your favorite teacher? And then sure enough, nobody mentioned anything about science. Nobody mentioned anything about World War One. Everybody mm-hmm. mentioned about how the teacher was cool or how this teacher connected with them or how this teacher, you know, like, Nobody remembers (laughs) that stuff, you know? Yeah, you know, and it's crazy too. Um, My buddy that I normally do the podcast with, he's not, wasn't available this afternoon. We had a a mutual student who's now, I think, a sophomore who messaged us on Instagram and said, I got this, I got this letter from Harvard that they want me to come to a conference this summer uh, for future doctors, something and something, like a, a teacher of his nominated him and he was asking us like does this seem legit like is this or is somebody trying to scam me to send them money and it it was like super real and the kid i mean the kid's in downtown houston so he's like i don't know if i can pay so we're like 
you don't worry about that. Like we'll, we'll find you money, but like, but like that, that for that kid to have reached out to us and just, just to have said like, Hey, I got accepted to go to a conference at Harvard this summer for a week. That's awesome. You know, and it was just so crazy to think that like this, I mean, the kid's a 10th grader now we had him as a sixth grader. Yeah. And for him to reach out to us to say, Hey, like I've got this situation. I, I, on the one hand, he didn't know what to do, but on the other hand, he's like, I don't think I can pay for it for it. Cause it's like, uh, like $1,800 without the flight. Wow. No, but we were, we just go like, don't worry about that. There's, yeah. there's money to be had for stuff like that. So, but it's so crazy to, to think that, that you said you had him in sixth grade. Yeah. He's a sophomore, so we're talking five years ago. Yeah. That's and pretty dope. And it's and it's and those are the rewarding parts, but I just think back to early in my career when I got so bogged down with content that I lost sight of like the relationship piece. Because yeah. some of the most fun times I had, like some of the best relationships I had were with kids that I never had in class. They were yeah. kids that I saw they were kids that I saw in the hallway or in the cafeteria or kids that I coached in sports, but you know, like to your point about like showing up and stuff is not just the kid who asked you to show up. That's affected. Yeah. Like, all the, all the other kids that are at the game that see you there or that see you, they're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. That's very true. You that's know? So, Oh man, I'm trying to think what else, what else you want to talk about? We're, we're talking about education. Gosh, I know. Uh, where are you at in your education career? That's what I want to know. I've been wondering that for a second. So, so I grew up in Wisconsin. Okay. And then my first year out of college was 2008, 2009 when like the market crashed. Oh man. So I substitute taught my first year. Wow. You, that's when I graduated high school. If that makes you feel any better. That makes me feel really old. <laughs> that makes me feel super old. Um, so, so when I, I subbed for a year and then I moved to Houston um, for a, for eight years. And then I just moved back to Wisconsin summer of 2017. I had a job at a high school and then I got non-renewed, which basically wow. is like, Hey, we don't want you to come back. And then. But did you um, love it? Did you love high school? I'm trying to like I, gather some more people who like really love. High school. I, I did love high school. I didn't, I didn't fit well with the culture of the school. Oh, but um, I had a ch I had chances where I could have gone other places and looked for jobs, but my girlfriend is right here, and my nephews and my family are right here, so I decided to stay. And I've I've just been kind of working an odd landscaping job to make to make do this year until right. I can get back in the classroom. But my buddy and I, Wilkie, like everything we do is out of our nonprofit. So we've had a nonprofit three years now that we do like mostly it's just this podcast that we do. That's like the main thing we do right now to help teachers. But it's just so crazy because it just started with conversations between us. Right. You know, all, all of that stuff. And, and it was when we were, when we had that kid, that was when we started our nonprofit. So like we've been doing it that long and it's, I'm, I'm excited to, and I, I don't feel bad saying this. I taught in Houston so I, I taught low income schools, high ELLs, mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it because I felt like there was so much more room to, to support kids. Yeah. And I came back to a, a, a kind of borderline rural suburban 
Um, basically, I'm 45 minutes from Minneapolis, St. Paul. So it's, it's, it looks rural, but it's more suburban than people think. Like predominantly white school. And I just, I just didn't fit. I don't think there were, there were, there were a lot of things that were very cookie cutter. And when I didn't like the way the cookie was cut, I, <laughs> I didn't um, necessarily get along, but I'm, I'm excited after a, you know, a semester off and, you know, the spring, I was lucky to have a friend who could hook me up with a job because it was like, I was going to sub. Right. But then my buddy was like, Hey, I, I, my friends have this landscaping company. You can work for them for a while. And then they were like, Hey, if you come work for us full time, we'll pay for your insurance. So then I was like, well, I can't, I can't turn down that choice, but, but I mean, there's, yeah. So you've you had know, this podcast for how many years? This is our, we just started our third year. Oh, and tell me your favorite part about talking to teachers. Oh, my favorite part. I just, <laughs> I, I don't want to be selfish and say the affirmation. Okay. But, but, the, but the, I think that's what I lacked a lot when I was teaching to just be like, Hey, we're on like, there's somebody else that's on the same page with me. Yes. There's, and you know, I think there's maybe the other thing kind of too, like with this is in 2009, when I started, there wasn't like this strong online teacher community. Right. Right. Of course. <laughs> you know, and I'm, and now it's just, it, I, I feel like, and the other thing I've grown, like I didn't know what, what white privilege was like as a term until like a year yeah. ago. Yeah. And I didn't even start to comprehend and understand and unpack. And I think, and it's, I think that's probably my, the other favorite part is, and it's so crazy because I feel like I've grown so much this year, yeah. like away from my, like I grew as a teacher, but like I've grown so much as a person to just keep that's having, awesome. having conversations and like meeting cool people. And you know, I'm not like now we're, I, you know, I, I went to teach your heart out and I'll be back oh, at the, you? yeah, it's the best. That's it's awesome. the best. It's the best. <laughs> Actually there's, um, um, we're doing a crew. There's a teach your heart out cruise that's going out of Miami. There is. I saw that. <laughs> you should go. You should go. I think I'm going to be in France. Woe is me. <laughs> that's, that's good too. But I think just, just meeting and connecting and, yeah, I mean, like summer, I went to um, the Teachers Pay Teachers Conference, and I am not yeah. a PT here, okay? I just literally went because I was just trying to see what there was to see, basically. And yeah. the amount, I mean, to say that my heart was full at the end yeah. of those four days was like, I mean, people who you only saw online, and then you got to meet in person, and you got to break bread with them, mm -hmm. like... And you were so like-minded and you were so, it was like we had known each other. I remember the last day that I was there, like hours before I left, a bunch of us skipped the last session and we were just hanging out. Right. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And uh, by, by a table and everybody was just sharing their heart. I mean, tears with people who you had never met before. Like right. just the intense, uh, just unity that you felt because you all have this thing in common that you educate, you know, right. and to me, I was, I left with my heart full. I left being, 
um, much more like wanting to make resources and uh, just, it just made you want to be better. So I totally sympathize with this like meetup thing. And I know some people like throw shade at it because you're like, all these people do is just go meet each other. And I'm like, it's, it was worth it. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. You know, and that's, and that's the thing too. And, and I, and we have interviewed 93 teachers in the last year. Wow. And I would bet 80 of them we met through Instagram. What? And we just, it was just simply like, hey, I'm going to reach out and send you a message. Mm-hmm. Like this, this guy who's a marketer, his name's Gary V. He's got all these videos on YouTube. He's just like, people are connecting through Instagram DM. And I was like, okay, I'll DM you. And, <laughs> you know, but like you said, when you go and you get to meet people and, and like I said, you meet people and some of it is just like, Hey, we just meet for like a couple minutes, but there's been five, six, seven people that we've gotten super, super close with that we're in contact with on like a regular basis. And it's, it's so incredible. And I think what we want our podcast to be is just like to take this conversation and have everyone hear it. Yes. Like, like not every teacher, but like everyone so that, cause it, the overwhelming majority of teachers are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. But for some reason, we, we, don't get, we don't get a lot of love from yeah. society. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's, that is why it's important for people to be able to feel like, yo, I'm not the only one out here um, who still has, you know, hope or who still is like trying to, you know, make a difference and right. stuff like that. So I completely agree. Cause when I fell into the online community last year, um, I was just like, I did not realize <laughs> that yeah. it was something I needed. Like I didn't realize yeah. that I was craving something a little bit different or just an mm-hmm. outlet to, to share I didn't you didn't realize it and they like once you do it's like game over (laughs) you know I mean because it can and I don't know if you felt this but there have been times where I felt super super isolated teaching to where I just was like in my own little silo because I I've been in some schools where the culture wasn't great Mm -hmm. so I tried to just kind of insulate myself and protect myself but it I mean it it's not a good life plan but you know with this community and but the, the greatest thing is you can connect with people who are doing all sorts of different things. Like, and the other good thing is too, like you and I like have not, a, I mean, other than we're teachers, we don't have a lot in common probably, right. <laughs> but we literally just like, I, we literally just figured this out like three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> and we made it work. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we're, and I, I can't tell you how many of those conversations we've had where it's like, you feel like, I, well, we've known each other forever. Like, yeah, this is, we're friends. <laughs> I, but I think, like you said, it's that bond that you have over this profession and that, and that desire to like really make a difference that I think it just, it's just that common ground that creates that space. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, man. I love it so much. Crazy. <laughs> oh, I'm so jazzed. And the, like the fun, like you said, the funnest part is like, I just get to, you know, it's funny because I've been working on r- renewing my Minnesota teaching license for the fall. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just be like, and the lady who I've been working with has been less than pleasant. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> By less than pleasant, she's been extremely rude. Oh gosh. So I just want to be like, you know what, lady? Go to this website, take this link. There's everything I've done for the last two right. years. There's, I mean, we legitimately have a hundred hours of content. Wow. And be like, then you find that and you just give me my license back. There you go. Right. But, I mean, all of this like what are you testing right now (laughs) it's so fun it is so fun but oh man we definitely are gonna have to set you up again sometime soon so Wilkie can come on and we can like talk math and strategies and that stuff oh is he a math teacher yeah sixth grade what kind of teacher are you i'm social studies by trade ah okay gotcha and he's a math teacher Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, we uh, he and I he and I met. We taught on the same team. Gotcha. For 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 three years. So, yeah, he's still in Houston, living the life, teaching sixth grade math. I love it. I love work it. working on his doctoral or working on a doctoral program. So I would totally get a doctorate if somebody wanted to pay for it. <laughs> you know what the you know what the crazy thing about it though is. If you if you look in the right places, you can find it. That's true. People do tell me that too. Maybe I would. I want somebody to pay for it and find me. <laughs> okay. okay. Excuse me. Internet world. Um. I just want everyone to know that uh, Esther is looking for someone to finance her doctorate program. There you go. <laughs> where do you, Where do you want to go? Let's just be really clear. Do you want to go to Brown? Do you want to go to Harvard? Do you want to? Harvard, that would be too. That's too much pressure. <laughs> well, and it's probably too cold up there too. Right. I need something down here. So uh, FAU, that's the school. That's the Florida Atlantic University. Mm-hmm. Go Owls. Um, let's just do that, guys. <laughs> All right. So so Esther's looking for someone to finance her doctorate at at uh, FAU. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to buy her an, uh, a new car too, you know whatever. And a house. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Do you ever do? You, do you have higher degrees? I don't. Me either. I'm a bachelor's. That's it. I just. I've never. I've never felt like there was a program that mm. that really like would increase like what I was capable of, especially because we've been working on this nonprofit going on four years. Yeah. So it's just I've been doing so much of that that I don't. Right now, I don't feel like there's an advanced degree that really puts me anywhere farther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I would never say that it wasn't something that I would think about and would want to do. Um, I just don't, I haven't found the right program in the right situation. And mm-hmm. now I'm starting to budget money for a um, for an engagement ring. And then I got to budget money for a wedding. And... <sighs> Oh my gosh, is uh, this news to the podcast? Like, did, have they ever um, heard before? Or is this exclusive? I, they might not have actually heard that. Oh um, my gosh, we brought it to you here first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Dude, like, that's the epitome of right there being petty. Like, that's, that's so funny. I'm oh. 
hundred right now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, dude, this is so fun. This is so fun. We I we should just have you on every single week. <laughs> when just this so episode comes out, I'm gonna hype it up so much. I'm gonna be like, guys, you guys swipe up, go listen to this episode. There's exclusive content that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's a good thing. It's a good thing Brittany doesn't oh, listen. Pre-congrats. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. It's just, oh, it's like, we're not engaged. I've been told I have to wait like four or five months till we get engaged, even though we've like already <laughs> talked about getting engaged. And her nails done if she's that kind of girl. <laughs> you, know the, you know the crazy part about it is though? Like, apparently around the twin cities like minneapolis st paul mm-hmm. like fall of 2020 is already booking for like all of these venues and i'm just like oh my god this is it's bonkers I believe that without question like, crazy, crazy. I believe all of that the wedding business is for real <laughs> you know what i've been thinking i know Brittany doesn't listen to this so i can tell you this and we can tell the world but she, she's like, I really want to be surprised when you ask me. Maybe, maybe I'll do a podcast and like ask her over the podcast. Can you please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, she would be like, I don't know what you're waiting for. <laughs> this is gonna be so funny. And the and like, and like I said, my girlfriend's unbelievable. I really am very certain she doesn't listen to this. So, um, but this would probably be the one that she would listen to. <laughs> But no. Let me, go, let me go support my boyfriend real quick. Let me just listen to this last episode. And then she's going to be like, oh my God, you're I can't believe you're talking about me on the internet. But no. Oh. I love all of that. I yeah. fully support you, my friend. Like. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, maybe we can start like scheming with all the teachers on the internet and come up with like, because oh she's God. like, I don't, I don't want it to be at a game or a concert or on a holiday or on my birthday. Wow. So she's got, got parameters for you. Yeah. Very, very. She is very. I love it. Very senior. So, all right. Before this gets out of hand. I know, right? uh, Out of hand. uh, For people that want to connect with you, find you, pay attention to all the fun stuff that you do. Where can they find you? They can mostly find me on IG, so my first name and my last name, Esther Brunat, E-S-T-H-E-R-B-R-U-N-A-T. That's where most of the things happen. Um, You can catch me on Twitter at the same handle, being snarky. Um, So (laughs) I'm just warning you now, you're not going to find anything... um, legit there (laughs) you're just gonna find me being snarky um sometimes my instagram content gets pushed to facebook um you know i don't really know what goes on over there in facebook world i just know that instagram makes me have it and then (laughs) that's basically how that works um i am on don't know actually don't go to youtube just don't like (laughs) it's not done yet like it's we're working that's okay we're 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 doing the same like we're in the same boat like we've been we've been trying to right now our our podcast goes out on itunes soundcloud and google play but we've been trying to like push it out to these other servers but like all of them want to charge us like 15 bucks a month to be on there so we decided we're going to really try to push the youtube thing yes but i like i don't do video editing (laughs) Well, you could just put this up there, right? Yeah. There. Oh, that for sure. 
That's exactly I hear a lot of people um, just watch videos. Like, I mean, not just, just listen to videos. Like yeah. I heard that's the thing. Like people just put their phone. That's not the way I use. Oh, I can't, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm like, I'll just be tempted. Like, I have to stare at you. If there's something going on over there, I feel like I need to look at For it. For sure. But just listen. Like awesome. That. Well, I'm so glad we got to connect. And I will say unequivocally that anytime you want to be on our podcast, you can. All you got to do is just send me a message. Ah, oh, that's so nice. You have, yeah. you have free reign. And any, any person who you think would be good for the podcast, you could send our way. We would appreciate it as well. For sure, Kyle. If I think of anybody, I'll be like, y'all got to interview them. It'll be a good time for both of you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast, Esther. It was, I, I got to say, it's in like the top three of the most fun podcasts I've ever done. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> it is. It is. I won't lie. I won't lie. Oh, well, I appreciate that, Kyle. And I will catch you on the gram. <laughs>